I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Almost time. Almost time to welcome back our favorite former pro soccer player, Jesse Bradley in Seattle. As I say, we were having an ongoing email exchange throughout the U.S. victory against Iran. And he sends me emails all hours of the night. He's been awake watching other games, other countries uh, live, not just Team USA. He is all in. He's played in places like Zimbabwe and Scotland. And so we're excited to get his insight again. He's very generous with his time. And, and I know many of you have really enjoyed his insights to this point. This will be his third appearance on the show. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. You can see my crazy, wild, emotional swings over the course of this game between the Americans and the Iranians. And I even put a post up on Facebook because I didn't want you all to be left out. Uh, so check that out. We've got videos there as well. And producer Jay was using our show account to share a couple of videos from Team USA, like their return to the hotel. And... Also, send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Vote for TD of the Week. So, look, full service operation while you listen. We've also got goodies on our Facebook page. We're live from the Rocket. Did I already say that? No, okay. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. See, I'm losing my head. Thanks, Team USA. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Robinson. Back for the captain, Tyler Adams. Austin McKay, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulisic scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead. And as the ball comes across, it's Captain America to the rescue for the United States. And he runs right into the goalkeeper at the end of this, but lays it all on the line for his team and for his country and gets his moment. Assist in the first game. And then a goal here with the United States tournament at stake. And it's Christian Pulisic. Right place, right time. And what a header. So brave to get there first. The acceleration through. I mean, with this new injury time, counting every second, it's, it's stressful. I think I have less hair on my head now. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it and we'll move on and, and go battle Holland. 
I actually felt like I was burning calories with all my stress. But you hear Greg Berhalter say uh, in those final minutes and the stoppage time stretched nearly 10 minutes. Excruciating. We'd already suffered through 90 and then 10 minutes more. Oh, I just watched that moment again where the ball squirts through the legs of Matt Turner and then is kicked away from behind by Walker Zimmerman. Boy, did he have a second half to remember. Okay. Breathing, breathing, but only for a brief moment. Excited to welcome again to the show, Jesse Bradley, former pro goalkeeper on the international stage. He knows what it's like to be in the pipes uh, for games that really carry so much emotion and so much impact. USA reaches the round of 16 for the first time since 2014. And Jesse, I'm going to start with my emotions during the match on Tuesday, and then you can tell me yours, okay? My emotions were, ah! Now you. I know. It's like <laughs> when it went between the goalie's legs with a minute left, I just had this surreal experience. Like, is this really happening and then they're claiming a penalty kick. And I'm like, in the last minute, I think everyone was stressed. And it's because, you know, this only comes once every four years. And some someone said to me, you know, one score was 0-0, and they can never get those two hours back. But I don't think you really understand sports. It's like baseball. The Mariners went up against the Astros, 0-0, 18 innings. But when it's 0-0, every little play counts. And one mistake, you know, one breakthrough, it's going to determine the course for the team. So – all of us, you know, we're just <laughs> cheering them on and uh, just captivated by the action today. Christian Prolistic finally has his World Cup moment. That goal, it took teamwork. It wasn't just Christian, but he followed through. He put life and limb on the line. In that moment, what were you thinking? What were you seeing? Absolutely. He stepped into the moment. He owned it. He grabbed that by the scruff of the neck. You know, I think of desire and ability in life and that combination. We know he has the ability, but that was unquestioned desire. And also it shows us, you know, with leadership, there's always a cost. Love includes sacrifice. You know, it's true in parenting. It's true if you're in a business. It's true on the sports field. And basically he just said, I don't care about my body. Like, I'm all in, and whatever collision happens, I'm going for goal. And I really think for both goalkeepers and forwards, you've got to be fearless, courageous, or a little bit crazy because you can't think about your body. All you can think about is what the team needs, <laughs> and he paid the price. He didn't play the second half, but I know it was worth it. I love what I saw from the Americans in the first half because it involved everybody. How would you evaluate the teamwork that you saw when they first got on the pitch? Right on. And you see McKinney's pass. He's dropping dimes. You know, he passes it out to Dest, who could have played for the Netherlands or the U.S. Interesting. So he's going to go up against the other team in the next game. But the midfield play, we just haven't seen that quality, that skillfulness and the give and go. Uh, people really are watching this and it's changing the way they see American soccer. And it's the touches, it's the skills. You know, Musa turned 20 today, and look what he's doing out there. We have these guys who are, you know, teenagers at the top clubs in Europe. And the midfield, you know, if you don't follow much soccer, the midfield is the one that really sets the tone. They do the most running. They have to have skillful touches. They have to work together, and they set the pace and the tone of the game. And I felt like the first half, we put our stamp on that game, and Iran was really on their heels. In terms of math, you would want to say, Let's just get the tie and we advance. But in terms of mentality and mindset, I think it's almost better 
to know that you have to win to advance. Mm. And I felt like the U.S. played with that desperation and that intensity, whereas Iran starts thinking, well, can we hold them for this half? What if we retreat here? Well, we kept them on the net so far. And a lot of teams don't play their best when they only need a tie. And, you know, the U.S. was up to the challenge. What did you see in the second half then? Because, first of all, it was the longest hour of my entire life. And <laughs> it was not the same feel. Maybe it was just because I was so tense. But what did you see after the break? Right. You know, a huge play at the end of the first half was the goal we scored that was just barely offsides. And we have VAR. We have technology yes. now. If we didn't, that might have counted. If we get two goals, it's a whole different second half. But we're a team that hasn't scored much. I mean, we've only scored, you know, the two goals. The first two games, we only had one shot on goal each right, game, I think. Right. So we're a team that wins by defending. And defending wins championships. And it takes all 11 guys to commit to that. But we are solid in the back. The goalkeeping's good. We're working together as a unit. We're getting our outside backs, those are the outside defenders, up the line, making runs, attacking. So I really feel like, you know, there hasn't been a lot of changes in substitutes. There's a few guys that are really talented. You know, Claudio Reyna is maybe the most talented and skillful on the team, and he hasn't seen much playing time. Now, he might come out next game. But I really feel like there was a work rate. Uh, people understood on the team what it's going to take to win. Guys that have role, you know, roles like Sargent up front, he's a target man. He just controls the ball. Nothing flashy, but he's steady. He gains possession. And I, I just felt like across the board, they, they stuck together. And you can't start criticizing each other. You can't panic. It really takes a system and a team committed to that. And I think you really saw, you know, exception, maybe the last five minutes. It was helter skelter. <laughs> but at that point, there's so much adrenaline. And, and at that point, you know, you're, you're just trying to cross that finish line. When you get to the marathon, you know, it's a 26 mile. Your form isn't the prettiest in that last <laughs> mile. But you're just like, I got to get there. We're so close. And uh, they crossed the finish line today. Oh, there's a lot of sprinting, but it's definitely a marathon when you think about the number of minutes that these guys are out there on the field spilling blood, sweat, and tears. It's such a privilege to have Jesse Bradley back with us again. He's agreed to help us as an analyst during this World Cup where the U.S. advances to the round of 16. He's a former pro goalie himself joining us from Seattle after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Defense and keeping your specialty. So let's talk about my main and Walker Zimmerman. He doesn't start in this game, but as you point out in those last few minutes, it's helter-skelter, it's crazy. He must have had a half dozen headers out of the box to get that ball back to midfield or at least out of play in that moment. And even, oh my gosh, I think I nearly yeah. passed out. <laughs> when he gets behind Matt Turner as that kind of safety net and, it's, and kicks the ball away when it's squirted from Matt and is literally rolling towards the goal, mm. Jesse. This, yes. this was an incredible performance from Walker in uh, a substitution role. I know. It felt like that ball was rolling for like 10 minutes towards the goal. <laughs> Everything's in slow motion. Like, <laughs> is this really happening? Is Walker going to get there? And, you know, you can focus on individual players and you grab life lessons. And the first game, Walker Zimmerman, he made the biggest blunder of the tournament defensively. I mean, he unnecessarily took down, you know, Christian Bale. In the penalty box, we lost the goal. We tied the game. I mean, he could have been hanging his head, but what did he do in the second game? He came out, and Kane, who is lethal, I mean, he's one of the best forwards in the world. He's going to put it away for an early goal, and, you know, that could have been the end of the game. 
But instead, Zimmerman comes sliding through there, manages to deflect the ball at the last second, saves the goal. And I really think that's why we got to point that game. And I think in life, when you mess up once and you get an opportunity to come back, it's like, all right, step up, learn from the past mistake. Don't carry the shame and the guilt and then make the play. Going into this game, it might have been a surprise that he didn't start because he started the first two. But again, he's ready. And in life, you don't always get it to play out how you want. You don't always get all the playing time or you don't get, you know, the the game doesn't flow how you think it's going to flow. But the coach called his number. It shows he has confidence in him. And when Walker came in, he knows what his strength is. And in any arena in life, knowing what your strength is, is so important. And Walker Zimmerman is a monster in the air. And he cleared out so many balls when they needed it. And it's no mistake that he was cutting behind Turner. I mean, it went through Turner's legs. And as Walker's back there, that's what the great defenders do. They have a knack and sense for where they're needed, and they step into those places. You know what's fun about this? Like, I was sending him a message on Instagram just encouraging him, you know, and I Aww. and I get a response back. And <laughs> it's just fun, you know. He's um, – this team is just – you feel like they're approachable. They're – and Walker Zimmerman, some of his faith is so important to him. And you see it on the field, off the field, how he lives. You know, that's an important part of my life. And so it was cool just to connect on that level too. Sent him a, a Bible verse encouraging him today. But, you know, you really, you have to deep, go deep. And it's that deep character. And it really tests you in situations like this. How are you going to respond when you make a mistake? How are you going to respond in the biggest setting that you've ever played soccer? You know, how are you going to keep your head in the last five minutes? And how are you not going to panic? And for these guys, they just haven't been on this stage and you can't simulate this. It's like you can practice football and pretend the other quarterback is Mahomes, but that's not going to be like actually <laughs> facing Mahomes in a game. And it's one thing to look at game film, you know, in England, it's another thing to step in there and make the key plays so we get to tie in the point and we can advance. And you can't hide it on the field. It's like when Messi says, don't panic after they lose the first game. And then he takes that stage and slots away a clutch goal against Mexico. Mm. You could just see the weight of the nation. It's like they're carrying on their shoulders. Now there's joy. Now there's freedom. And it's like someone had to lead and step up and make a play. You saw Christian do it today. Seen Walker Zimmerman do it. And it's those moments that you just don't forget far beyond the sport. It's an example and something inspiring that people that are younger watch it. And then they step up, you know, to not be intimidated. We're going up against the Netherlands. They're a giant. But I, I like the story where David takes down, you know, Goliath, and we're a little bit like David and Goliath going up against the Netherlands. But what some people forget about that story is David was a shepherd, and he took care of lions and bears, and that built up to Goliath. And so, you know, we've made it through England, toe-to-toe. We made it through Wales. Uh, clutch game, we, we got a result uh, against Iran and won the game. I think we're ready for the Netherlands. And all of this is part of the preparation. And and really, it's not just practice. It's not just things going smooth. It's how you bounce back and how you step up. You can't be passive. Of the six halves so far, we were only on our heels for one half. It was the second half against Wales. And I think we learned from that. I'd love to see us have another forward that can score. I think that's right now, that's the void on the team. Someone who's just a clutch clinical forward to produce more goals. But I feel good. I think we could break through. We've only made it to the final eight twice. And I think this could be a year when we step through and make some history. 
Jesse Bradley is with us from Seattle, helping us review and look ahead and celebrate Team USA into the round of 16 in Qatar. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You reference leadership. I've been really impressed with what we've seen from Matt Turner, both on the pitch as well as off. He is your counterpart there in goal. What have you seen from him in these three games, his first time on this stage? He's a reliable shot stopper. And when Mason Mount hits that shot, you know, from England, it's going in the corner, like Matt almost makes that one look routine. And for most goalies, it's probably in the back of the net. He has an incredible ability to anticipate and then get to the difficult spots, his reach, he's long, and he's a cool customer in nets. Uh, sometimes he, he dribbles a little more than, you know, he doesn't always look the smoothest dribbling, but he's he's managed perfectly. He hasn't made mistakes. So his distribution has gotten better. He knows when to roll it out. He knows when to kick it down the field on a counterattack. It just feels like they've got the right guy in the net. But where you're really going to see his value is moving forward because a goalie in soccer can steal games. Like in baseball, a stealing pit, a starting pitcher can steal games. And, you know, Clayton Kershaw can win for a team if he's hot. And if Matt Turner plays what he's capable in terms of the next few games, he's a goalkeeper that can carry us through a couple more rounds. And I love having him in nets. Now we're down to just 16 teams. So there's going to be overtime, and then there'll be a shootout if necessary. And you couldn't ask for anyone better than Matt Turner. He brings a lot of confidence. The goalie sets the tone. And when you have confidence in your goalkeeper, everyone plays with confidence. The defense, you see them taking some more risks. If someone's going to take a shot, they're not like flinching like, oh, no, where's it going this time? They just know Matt's got it. And it's a defensive unit that's done really well together. I feel like they're on the same page. He's the main communicator. The goalie has a unique vantage point, sees the whole field, and then positions his players all the time. When you're watching the game, you don't get to hear that. And if you could stand behind Matt, you would see his positioning, his communication, lining up the defense. It's a lot of strategy. It's like chess. He's like the general. And he's (laughs) going to save so many opportunities before he actually has to make the save because he's putting the guys in the right spot and he's directing them so well. A lot of the buildup to this game was about the politics in Iran as well as that conversation, the exchange between the reporter and Tyler Adams. Thought he handled himself really well. There are undertones, of course. Iran has never moved on to the knockout stage. And there were reports, I don't know if they're accurate, but there were reports that the players themselves were threatened with death if they did not win this game. I'm so thankful that we live in a nation where soccer is still just a game. It's not life or death. It may sound yes. like I'm making light of it. I'm not. I'm all in. I'm I'm over the moon hyped. But it's still only a game. It's not life or death. You've played in other parts of the world. What's it like for them when they're facing a game like this where they have to win? That's right. The passion is increasing in the U.S., but it's not on the same level in terms of pressure that you have in other countries. And the reason for that is in most countries, soccer is the number one sport. There's no close second. Soccer is the number one sport in the world. Maybe you're listening today and you're not a huge soccer fan, but we can't change the facts. Around the world, it's the number one sport, and there's a lot there to learn, to enjoy. I love to talk about the joy. When you see the joy in the passing, the joy in the dribbling, the joy in the scoring, the joy in the team, the joy in the stands, the people singing and dancing. Amazing. And this sport is about the joy. It's the beautiful game. And when players are representing their country, there's no higher honor. So they play for the top clubs. But when you represent your country in the tournaments once every four years, your entire nation is watching. Those death threats are real, sadly. 
and some people take sport too far. I mean, we see that in, you know, kids soccer, even in America. And it's like parents losing their cool. If there was a parents cam, you know, yelling at the ref and it was on social media, it'd be embarrassing. It's hard sometimes to have some self-control. But in many nations, the pressure is immense. And there's a lot of criticism. If someone doesn't have a good World Cup or they make a blunder and their team doesn't advance, that can continue in their country for decades. They're going to carry that shame. So they know what they're stepping into. And in sports, it's so key not to put too much pressure on yourself. I always felt like if I can stay in that zone where I'm not too casual and too relaxed, but I'm not over the top. <laughs> and that's what these athletes are doing. In It's the battle between the ears, but how can I stay focused but relax enough to play my best? And at some point, you have to become great at blocking out the noise and blocking out the distractions. And honestly, for a lot of these players, when they're finally out in the field, that's their refuge. That's their joy. And the teams that advance the furthest, they don't play stiff. They don't play afraid. They play with joy. And you've seen it. The Brazilians right now are playing with joy. France, Mbappe, like he just looks free. He's fast. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's got strength, skill. He's just playing his game. And when you see that, those are the players that are winning the battle of the mind. There certainly are a lot of different personalities, incredible athletes on this stage. Christian Pulisic, though, he can play with the best of them. So, Jesse, we're going to have you hang on for a second. I hope he can play. But if Captain America cannot play on Saturday against the Netherlands, I need to know what changes for Team USA. So thrilled to have Jesse back with us from Seattle talking about the USA's huge win in Qatar on Tuesday. It's after hours. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I've been saying all along, it's a wonderful thing when you're one of your best players is also one of the hardest working. And he's certainly that. Um, you know, I can't say enough positive things about Christian. He's huge. I mean, um, 
going back to him not qualifying for the, the last World Cup and then being here and, and qualifying us through, um, that's just a work of God. Uh, God bless him. I mean, uh, and I, I love him, and he's so important to this team. He, he's a key player and a leader, so I mean, someone that, that, that we definitely need. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Well, you hear everyone rave about Christian Pulisic. He certainly is the most talented player on the U.S. team. First, his manager, Greg Berhalter, and then his teammate, Tim Weah, both on Fox Sports following this victory over Iran on Tuesday, sends them into sends them into the knockout stage on Saturday morning, U.S. time. Oh, you just better buckle up if Tuesday was any indication. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We know that Christian has a pelvic contusion and that he was out of the hospital, Jesse, on Tuesday afternoon. We don't know whether or not he will be able to play. I hope that's the case. Um, But what changes for the Americans if he is unable to go against the Netherlands? They're going to lose their number one offensive weapon. And I think he will be out there because the determination. And I don't think the severity of the injury will nullify his play. But the question is, even if he's out there, how effective is he going to be? How dangerous is he going to be? Does he have all of the speed? Because his strength is his speed and he blows past players. Now he's getting more experience, so he's savvy as well. But the U.S. needs him. He's the one that's created both goals, either scored or an assist. And without him, they don't look nearly as potent. And so the training team is going to be doing everything they possibly can, you know, uh, to be working with him, to get him ready. I I could say, oh, we'll do fine without him, but that wouldn't be true. Uh, We need him in there. And I think some other players are going to realize, because again, on the best teams, when your top player is not at 100%, you just know in the locker room, someone else has got to step up. There's going to be moments in this next game that are going to be things that are remembered for decades because of the importance of this game and where American soccer is right now. We have the World Cup coming in three and a half years. We've never had such a great group of teenage players. I mean, there's a lot of momentum. And... You know, I think the U.S. will play well this next game because when you play a game that you're expected to win, uh, you know, sometimes you put too much pressure on yourself again. But right now, the U.S., they accomplished their goal. They made it to the final 16. And now I think they're going to play with some freedom because they know they can knock off the Netherlands. And that's a great spot to be in. So I think some of the creativity, you know, Wea is showing that. Uh, I think you're going to see some more creativity in the attack and taking some risks. You know, there's going to be some players that have their best game and not necessarily going to be Christian, but we need him to, to get a win, I think. Before I let you go, Jesse, 20 million people in the United States of America tuned in to watch the USA against England. Now, there are some unique circumstances. Obviously, it's England, uh, but also the fact that it was the day after Thanksgiving and a lot of people are on vacation or at least not working. I don't know what the numbers are yet for this game against Iran, but with everything on the line, you would think there are a lot of people who are tuned in. I know that when I was live tweeting during the game, my social media was blowing up. So I loved the active conversation, how many people were engaged. What's your reaction to the chatter around this World Cup so far? 
you know, in Seattle, when the Seahawks were doing well, Legion of Boom, you could just feel it. It was electric around the city. It was growing. And that's what I see just on my phone. The number of like calls, emails, <laughs> texts, like you said, is blowing up. And people who never talk about soccer, they're wanting to talk about soccer. And it's the buzz right now. And that's not going to diminish. That's only increasing. And even if the U.S. lost the next game, there is so much momentum right now in U.S. soccer that we're on a trajectory to go to places we haven't been before. Rare air. And it might happen in this tournament. And then I love, you know, seeing the nations come together. I, I love just that picture of hope, joy, relationships, uh, a good spirited competition. And then Liz is a friend who has COVID. She texted me and she said, COVID has just crushed me the last few days. But I'm so grateful for the World Cup, like Aww. watching Brazil and Portugal. Like it's the little things, but like, man, this is good timing, you know, to have the World Cup. It's just cool how sports can unite people when it's at its best. Sports can, again, inspire, display the character, and then also encourage people who are going through hard times. And for different countries right now, I love it that Senegal, you know, I played professional soccer in Zimbabwe. African teams typically don't make it quite as far in the tournament. Senegal's in the top 16 now, and I love the way they play. They're going up against England. So check out the different games. Check out the different styles, the countries. You can see the culture and the way they play sometimes. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a celebration of the nations. Find some things to enjoy because this game is about joy. Oh, man. And it's always more fun when you win. As Americans, we love to win. So finally. It's funny how in the locker room, everyone's much better friends when you win. <laughs> if you you know travel back and it's a long trip, when you win, the trip seems short. I mean, everyone winning changes a lot. No question. And right now, uh, this team is they're flying high. He's a former pro goalie internationally and has been kind enough to lend his analysis, his insight to our coverage of this World Cup in Qatar, the United States, on to the round of 16, the knockout round, they call it. You can find him on Twitter at Jesse J. Bradley from Seattle. Uh, great to catch up with you, Jesse. So excited. I appreciate your time and your insight into this game. Amy, thanks for you and James, everything you do with After Hours, CBS Sports, and then your passion for the game. And I can tell you're not just covering a sport, like you're into it. And <laughs> it shows in life. You know, you got people, their eyes glaze over, and then some have fire in their eyes. And I can just feel your passion for sports, for soccer, for U.S. soccer, the World Cup. And that's what makes it fun. True. It's so true when you're into it, but it comes with a cost, too, Going back eight years ago when Team USA failed to qualify for the World Cup. Actually, sorry, not eight years ago. Four years ago. Eight years ago was the last time they played on the stage. Four years ago when they couldn't beat Trinidad and Tobago. They lost that game and didn't qualify. I could not watch a U.S. men's soccer game for two years. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was crushed. I was devastated like I hadn't been since the Broncos lost Super Bowls when I was a kid. I mean, that's how painful it was. And so this is a healing salve to be sure, but the best is yet to come. My thanks to Jesse. He actually told me in one of his emails that he shared our last conversation with his parents via podcast, and they shared it with everyone they knew. So we now have next generation uh, listeners because of the popularity of soccer among youth, but we also have older generation listeners uh, simply because Jesse is spreading the word and because he brings such intelligent conversation, a lot of fun too. His emotion 
uh, matching hours on Tuesday. You can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, and also on our Facebook page. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on this hump show, middle show of the work week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the free throw. Touchdown. the something into the end zone. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. Los Angeles Chargers. Eckler in the backfield, Herbert under center. Motion man is Keenan. Fakes the handoff, rolling to his right. Looking for Eckler, has Eckler and he is into the pylon. Touchdown, Chargers. Austin Eckler hits the right pylon for the score. He turns his shoulders to get the touchdown, and this is it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 20 seconds to play. The clock turns. Trevor drops. Fires toward the right corner of the end zone. That ball is caught. Caught. Caught for the touchdown in the right corner of the end zone. How good is that? Touchdown, Jacksonville. Marvin. Jones Jr. 
the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are going to try to run it in right here behind right. James Hudson. That's right. Hudson, the fullback, motion down the line by Harrison Bryant. Brissett underneath center. Second and goal. Tampa Bay was offside. They give the ball to Chubb. He's driving for the goal line. He is. He's in. He's in. Touchdown, Nick Chubb, and the Browns are winners. The Las Vegas Raiders. Down to five on the play clock, gets the snap, hands off to Jacob, stutters to the right, bursts through the hole, 20, 25, 30, he's off to the races, here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him, 25, 20, 10, ball game, bye-bye Josh, 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week, touchdown Raiders, victory Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, it's just an ISO lead. It's a beautiful run. You still have an hour where you can vote for TD of the week. And I already admitted that I made a bit of a gaffe in our TD of the week candidates. However, I still think there are some very quality options. So check it out on Twitter. I just retweeted a law radio. You can also go to our Facebook page where you all were blowing it up even minutes after we shared these touchdowns initially. From Chargers Radio and Matt Smith, Justin Herbert to Austin Eckler, plus the two-point conversion. That one taking place in the desert where, once again, the visiting team has the best of the Cardinals. Then you had Trevor Lawrence to Marvin Jones, plus the two-point conversion to Zay Jones. Also, in the very late stages, as the Jaguars rally past the Ravens. This was a phenomenal back and forth in the last couple minutes. Uh, So that's with Frank Frangie on Jaguars Radio, then Jim Donovan on Browns Radio, Nick Chubb, the game-winning one-yard rush in overtime. It was set up by the 45-yard reception to Amari Cooper in the pouring down rain. Ultimately, though, I do feel like we missed an opportunity because David Njoku's left-handed, one-handed grab in the back of the end zone with defenders draped on him. Uh, That was the end of regulation. Jacoby Brissett going out in style as he hands off his starting gig. Man, that Njoku degree of difficulty was off the charts. And then finally, Josh Jacobs, the Vegas Raiders, Jason Horowitz, 86 yards to pay dirt and a walk-off winner in OT. Uh, That's two in a row for the Raiders, this time against the Seattle Seahawks. So in Seattle, also a real big deal. So again, you've got about an hour left where you can vote on Twitter. Of course, we don't close the voting on Facebook, but we do announce the winner before this show is up. It's our hump show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us after hours with Amy Lawrence. While you're voting, you can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. If you want to see or get the flair, I guess, get a feel even with a holiday theme to it, uh, you can check out our video version of Ask Amy, most recently posted on our YouTube channel uh, just over a week ago. Phone number 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. I will confess that when I thought about Jerry Jones and his weekly interview with our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan, Sean and RJ, Uh, I was thinking, yeah, he's going to talk about how well the Cowboys are playing and uh, maybe even drop a little Super Bowl reference. Certainly, he will talk about OBJ and hopefully reveal 
A few more details about their meeting that took place on Thanksgiving. According to Jerry, he had spoken with Odell Beckham even before the game started. Uh, and that was a surprise to Dak Prescott, which is kind of fun to hear him in that moment. Anyway, what I was not expecting is that he would nearly die on the radio. Got help on the way here. Well, Washington's got a good chance to be joining us here <laughs> real soon. Here. Excuse me. You all right? Yep. Oh. Ah. Get me some oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> better still. Better still. How about a big shot of Jack? We'll be ready to go this morning. Lordy. <laughs> I mean, I once did a shot of Jack. I think it made me cough, not soothed my coughing. (laughs) We're going to assume he has survived since I didn't see any news alerts about Jerry Jones coughing to death and collapsing. Uh, Maybe he was watching Team USA in the final stages and got real choked up. (laughs) Oh, dear. It's tough to know as hosts, what do you say? So they were they were kind until he made a joke and then they laughed. You all right? That's <laughs> Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan, our Dallas affiliate on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so he was able to share some info <laughs> um, that, that was before he got into that big coughing fit. And, yes, the questions about Odell Beckham Jr. persist because OBJ still has not signed with the team and also because he was making news on Sunday. Uh, Not sure if you saw this or or if you looked into the details, but as the police report goes, he was sleeping. He was sleeping in first class in his seat, but he did not have a seatbelt on. As they get ready to take off, the flight attendants are trying to wake him so that he can put a seatbelt on, and they have a hard time getting him to wake up uh, where... Again, these are the reports. This is what the flight attendants told police. Uh, They felt like he was drifting in and out of consciousness. And to that end, they say they were nervous for his safety and his health. And so they called not only airport security, the police, but also called a medical team. So OBJ tells a different story, and this is in a a series of tweets, actually, that I looked at and even shared a couple of them on Sunday. This is his progression. Never in my life have I experienced what just happened to me. I've seen it all. Little while after that, never, period, in, period, my, period, life, period. Next tweet. In all caps, I could never make this up. He was asked to leave the plane. And again, according to the reports from the flight attendant to authorities, he refused to put on a seatbelt. And so they emptied. So one report I saw is that they emptied the plane. Another was just that they got him off the plane. I guess that's not really here nor there. Although it's a lot more inconvenient. The plane did take off without Odell, though. His last tweet about this particular incident, a laughing so hard he's crying emoji, comedy hour. 
no charges, nothing like that. But he did have to find a different way to get to his destination. So Sean and RJ asked Jerry Jones whether or not this incident and these reports would impact if the Cowboys would sign him. No, it did not. Uh, those are not uh, uh, his uh, his overall uh, uh, team compatibility. His uh, his his judgment, his behavior, is not an issue with him. It is with many, but not with him. According to Jerry, who likes to tell us every now and then that he's the one in in charge, he's the one at the top, which means he makes a decision. This has zero impact on whether or not they would sign OBJ. Now, if recruiting plays any part, and I it might. Not sure if you all follow Juicina Anderson, who's been on the show, but also she is an insider and is tight with OBJ for CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ. She says, in her opinion, he just wants to feel welcome. He wants to feel loved. And I could see that about him. He wants to feel appreciated. He wants to feel like the team wants him there. The recruiting has been over the top, according to Dak Prescott. There are guys all over the Cowboys who are reaching out to him, but he and Von Miller are all so tight, and hold your horses. This may not be a done deal in Dallas. OBJ's taking a visit this Friday. Yeah. He's going to be here. Everybody said, uh, everybody was like, oh, no, oh, he's a Cowboys. Hey, man, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> you know, he's going to see the Giants, us, and the Cowboys. And I think when he comes here, I don't think he's going to leave. Von Miller's pretty confident that he can be a persuasive dude. Bill's Mafia, what's good? Do we have time for the update on his knee, or do we have to wait on the update on his knee? All right, go ahead. Oh, we have to wait. Sorry. Jay gives me hand signals, and I don't know what they mean, so I interpret and generally interpret wrong. Also, half of his face is behind the computer screen, but he doesn't know that, of course, because he's not looking at it from my perspective. So I have no idea what he said. He tried to to lip sync something to me. It didn't work. And so, Give me some oxygen. Yeah, that and a shot of Jack Daniels, and we'll reset at the top of the hour. It is our hump show, dead center of the work week, and this one is the week that transitions us from November into December. I didn't know how I'd like the World Cup at this time of the year, but, man, it's been awesome to have these games to look forward to. And, yes, it is challenging to wake up before 2 o'clock Eastern time. It's not normal. My dog doesn't like it, but it was totally worth the effort on Tuesday. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.